Hello and welcome to The Big Chat, a podcast that champions individuals and businesses at the heart of their communities. Um, Making sure they understand how accountable they need to be in the business, but being positive throughout so that they literally love what they do. I think magazines will always be around. I think there'll always be a market for them. I think advertisers like being on paper. But in another way, it actually gave me that time to really grow and develop and, um, yeah, build it, basically. We, we try to communicate more with clients than most accountants do. The Big Chat. This is all about collaboration and giving people in our towns the chance to have their say, their way. Today's episode of The Big Chat is rather special, which is why we're giving you a few extras this week. One of the things that I've done throughout my time in business is quite naturally given advice, business mentored and supported those that might be starting up new business ventures, existing entrepreneurs, business owners. And more recently, I've embarked on a life coaching career as well. The people you'll listen to in today's episode are individuals that I did work with and coached for a period throughout the pandemic. And what was amazing to me is that coaching people who want to do the work really does bring out the best, brings out their own brilliance, reveals their own power, ignites extra enthusiasm and also enables people to have insights that sometimes we all get a bit stuck and we don't necessarily see the way through, can't always see the wood from the trees. And a simple thing like sitting with someone and talking through, working with some processes and exploring different techniques can really open up opportunities and excitement and ignite businesses again. So I really hope you enjoyed today's episode as these guys really put in the work and really deserve the success that they're now seeing. So enjoy today's episode of The Big Chat some very special coaches of mine. Hello, my name's Nicole and welcome to this week's episode of The Big Chat. And I'm very, very happy to be introducing you today to someone who I've been personally working with um, for a little while. Her name's Emily and she is a fashion coach. She has an amazing company called Excel in Fashion. And I've had the joy of working with Emily for some time now. And she's got a lot to tell you about coaching in the fashion world. So hello, Emily. Hi, how are you? I'm very good. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. How are you doing this morning? It's been a, a bit a bit crazy getting here, wasn't it? Yeah, a little bit, but I'm here now and it's <laughs> lovely to be here. Such a nice location as well. So a- Yeah, and in person. This is the first time person. you and I have actually met in person yeah. for since the first time we sort of started speaking, which was a yeah. few months ago, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So... A lot of Zoom calls, but a lot it's nice of Zoom to finally calls. be in person. It's very nice. So for those that are listening today, tell people a bit about 
what you do, where you're from. Obviously, I've given a bit of an intro, but tell people a bit more about your business, Emily, and then we'll get, get chatting. Yeah, so I am Emily, and I am a fashion strategy coach, and I basically help um, startup brands and young fashion brands to really solidify their product pricing, branding and also trading strategies to make sure their brands are going to be sustainable and also to try and think about implementing greener strategies and make it kind of more of a positive impact with everything that they're growing yeah okay great and this is something that's really come about in the last year isn't it yeah so everything kind of changed in the past year and I decided to start up my own brand and go alone um almost a year ago actually now and um yeah, I've really loved it ever since. Before that, I came from a background of 10 years working in luxury fashion brands, heading up product strategy and um, buying teams um, for some big names. And yeah, then I just decided I really wanted to help smaller people that perhaps don't have all of the um, business and strategy ideas set in place, but have this wonderful product in their mind that they want to kind of get out there and just need a bit of assistance in making it a profitable and sustainable business. And that's something that we obviously, you know, talked, that's how we got talking about coaching, because obviously you're a coach, I've been coaching, we did a bit of coaching together. That's something that you've really pulled on your resources, haven't you? Because like you said, you've been in the industry for 10 years, you've worked for other people for 10 years for some pretty big names, and you've experienced a lot of things in those industries that, you know, different ways of managing, different ways of interacting And it was that that you really pulled on, wasn't it, that made you want to step out alone and help people? Yeah, I think there's a lot to be said of the way of working with people and how how to interact. And there is a lot of change happening in the fashion industry and it is getting a lot better. But I think there's still a long way to go Mm. um, in terms of some ways that that brands and things that do things and the way that people are treated is not necessarily the best. Mm. Um, Which was part of the reason why I wanted to kind of go alone and make something that was... um, just a nice balance really of work and life and actually just be able to make an impact and physically see helping other people as well Mm. rather than just all being for one company to be able to work with lots of people has has been really great and it's just really nice to know lots of different companies and where they come from and why they're doing things is is great and you're I mean you're you're a young whippersnapper (laughs) Emily aren't you I mean you are you you know for starting up on your own you're in you know you're you're in the prime of your life I would say but you're you're a young lady to be doing it and have how have you found that over the last year has it had its challenges because it's a a lot of people have stepped out and decided to do something on their own during this pandemic which is a bold move isn't it Mm. and what's your experience been of that um I think it's been actually I think the pandemic's been a great time for me to do it because I think it's given me space to actually think about it and to um, do things without necessarily having the pressure of other events going on or worrying about other things that I might be doing whilst trying to set this up so mm-hmm. I've actually had time to really think about what I want to do and how I want to do it so I think it's been quite it's been a good time for me yeah. to do it and have you always loved fashion has that always been your yeah so when you were younger what was your kind of when you when you when you were re- really little did you what were your aspirations what were your inspirations what was it that you wanted to do I was always going to be a fashion designer actually okay. I studied design so I actually had in my mind that I was completely going to have my own business I was going to be um selling all these wonderful clothes having a catwalk everything like that then I went into the industry and um after quite a few design internships actually ended up landing my first job mm. under a head of merchandising and then from then on I just realized that actually 
Um, so my background at school was always um, maths, business, and then art and textiles. So mm. really um, opposites, if you like. And then like product merchandising gave me the opportunity to be in touch with all the products, but still be really strategic, really business focused, and like use the mathematical skills that I also love working with. So it was a good combination for me to end up here really yeah and you've you've we've spoken about that you and I haven't we about mm. that sort of mix because I'm as well I, I like science and then I like really creative things yeah. and so some people are either more science and mathematical some people are more creative but some of us like the mixture of both mm. and it's really interesting that you're able to pull those two together and is that so when you when you came out of college talk a bit more about that so when you came out of college you got a job you got into that how what was your experience of that? Was that straight from college? Um, so I went to university. Yeah, did fashion. University, uh, yeah. yeah, so after university, I went straight into um, design internships for quite a long time as well. Um, and then, yeah, straight into, uh, from that straight into the um, merchandising. And it was just um, actually a CAD design role as well. So it was okay. still a complete hybrid role. It was quite a small company. Um so I got to be really involved with all the things that were happening, how it was bought, and then I moved on to some bigger companies after that and really built on those skills. But it was, um, I don't really know, it was just like a light bulb moment. I didn't even know that this particular type of role in fashion existed, mm. which I think is also another reason for setting up this company mm. to advise um, people who are focused really on design um, and really, really creative that there is this other kind of, thing to think about and the other strategic side of fashion to kind of make your business work and um that I didn't really know about until I went into the industry and actually found out about it otherwise maybe I mean I think I probably would have still gone down the same route I don't think I would have changed from design until I'd worked in the industry but um maybe I would have thought a bit differently so was it something that you felt that you there was a there was a lacking of it that there was that support for is that, is that where it came up because you sort of mentioned that if there was more of that because we've talked a lot about that that support and the, the wonderful thing about coaching is that you do get that support don't you but you're also helping people to get the answers themselves so what what's the difference say you know say I come to you and I want to I want to set something up what, what would be your what would be a, a certain type of client dare I say it for you Emily at the moment so sort of what would be someone that might come through your doors what would they be doing what would they be needing you to help them with so they've probably got um, a, a product idea in mind and some. they've probably started making some designs and thinking about some key things that they want their brand to stand for. So what I would then be looking to do is kind of really strip that back and make sure the base foundation is really strong. So mm. really pl- planning the brand, planning why um, the brand is going to exist, why it's needed, why the customers really want it, like what's the mission. And how is the mission um, shown through every single thing that's happening through the um, campaigns, through the products, through any communication that goes to the customers and then building it back up. So um, with clients that I'm working with at the moment, for example, we've gone through all these different stages. We'll look at the pricing, how to price the product properly for what it is to make sure it's actually competitive without um, giving away profits that you could be keeping on it if you're selling it for too little, for example. Mm. Um working through um, why the product needs to be made in a certain place with fabrics, all the different reasonings that, that make it what it is and make it the the perfect thing for the customer and then building into a range plan to understand what products are actually needed and really trying to minimise waste as well with buying. So 
I think we've seen, especially through COVID, how much um, fashion brands have been stuck with excess stock and they're just selling it off cheap. And this kind of like stack it high, sell it cheap situation is just a, a downward spiral that we kind of really need to stop yeah. because we're just filling landfill and creating this like demand for things that are disposable really we need to be making it more um as a reason why you're buying this product there's a reason why you're buying it from me here's all the great things that you can expect from it and this is what i offer you and the range plan will allow you to do that because you can plan out what's going to be there every season why it's great and then what you need to come in and then what will naturally flow out like there's always going to be ebbs and flows of product that need to go through its life cycle but there should still be it should still have enough life yeah in it we've got yeah we've got to we've become very sort of quick to dispose things haven't Mm -hmm. we it's like oh i'll have that and then i don't want that next week and i think we're all victim of that in some ways and need to think a bit more like that because like you say there are there must be so much stock at the moment oh there is that's just just sitting around and mm -hmm. just not because it's now it's past seasons hasn't it i mean there must be absolutely and that's something probably people don't necessarily think about unless they're in the industry yeah, no, is not what's so. happened to that. What? Do, tell us a bit more about that sector as well, sort of how that's been hit in the last year. Because I have a few people that I know that have been in that sector that have literally, they've just not worked. Mm. It yeah. must have been tough for a lot of your friends and peers. It's been it's been very difficult for the industry. I think a lot of brands have really, really struggled. Um, I think a lot of colleagues and peers have been spending a lot of time on furlough. Many companies have made a lot of redundancies, which is, is very sad for the industry um also hate to say the b word but brexit has been a huge issue for Mm. the industry um it's been yeah very difficult for fashion brands in the past year and i think especially this another factor of this having too much stock left is customers have had a lot of time to educate themselves during covid and really learn a bit more about sustainability about being green they've also had a chance to reevaluate their own wardrobes and see that actually during covid i've worn like four pairs of leggings and five t-shirts what else do i need you know you've really realized what is important and i think brands need to connect in that way to understand what customers really want and sell that not just try to push everything and that's another reason why we're stuck with so much stock because people are thinking do i actually need Mm. to buy these 10 dresses that i would have previously bought yeah because it and i think that's so true because i mean i like shopping oh i love shopping as well (laughs) (laughs) but i mean actually i definitely have not rushed back out to go Mm. shopping i've got my favorite shops that i love local shops that i like to support but actually I've not, I've, I was saying to a friend the other day that I'm not impulse purchasing as much as I used to. And actually that sort of customer journey where if they don't get me straight away, especially if I go through something like Instagram or something, mm. if they don't get me straight away, I quite often think, oh no, I don't need that actually. Yeah. Whereas there would have been a time where I, I might have been a little bit more just quick to purchase something or gone shopping and got carried away with the moment. Mm. Um, because like you say, I think we've all had to be, be a bit more thoughtful about what we're spending our money on. But also... We're, we're not going out the same way that we used yeah. to do you think that's going to change when things hopefully lift again and we can get back out i mean i think it will i think we're due um a bit of a roaring 20s if you like mm. a second roaring 20s and i think it will come back and i think there's definitely some research as well that's been um, bank of england did something a while back that said they can see 
people are starting to spend on more um, long-term products. So like a really nice leather handbag and there's been like upticks in sales of things like that. Um, and I think that we will see a growth as we go back to more normality where people want to feel fresh again. They want to be able to dress up again. Mm-hmm. But I think that even though we'll see the uptick in that, we will see that people are making more considered purchases. They're more interested in where the product's coming from and what it's actually made of. Yeah, and definitely what it's made of. And is that, so So tell me about that, because that's really interesting when you say that that, that green element to what you do, because that's really important, because that is a big part of what you do. Is that something you've always been interested in? Yeah, it's something that I definitely think that we can do a lot better with in um, fashion. And there's so many ways we can do things like, um, for example, swimwear, if you dye them in fluoro coloured dyes, the amount of water wastage and chemical that's in fluoro dye is just obscene. But if you were to buy an or make something that doesn't have these in, you've, you've, you're already making a difference to the amount of water wastage. You can use recycled fabrics. You can make um, kind of drives to have um, collect clothes that aren't um, needed anymore and do any kind of green initiatives and I think it's also good to point out that fashion is ultimately never going to be a fully green industry because of what it is Mm. we are still consuming products and doing all these things and I think that um, it also supports a huge amount of people in other countries that are uh, working in factories and whatever and we need to improve those conditions but if you completely remove that whole situation you're also removing all those jobs and supporting other people so it needs to be done in a way that ensures that we keep supporting all the people that are already part of it. Yeah, yeah completely. Definitely. So. And would, and so, I mean, also, children, kids' clothes. Mm. My kids have just grown in the last year. Well, clearly they grow every year. Mm. That would be good <laughs> that they grow every year. But, I mean, they've literally clothes that mm. they've just, it's, you know, they haven't needed clothes and they've needed clothes and they've grown and they haven't. So there must be just a surplus of things people like, me and you and the team here that we've got clothes. I mean, what are the little things that we can do to be better? You know, like you said, recycling clothes, great. But, you know, with all this surplus stuff that I've got, what should I be doing with that? Should I be boot fairing it? Should I be taking it to the charity shop? Should I be remaking more clothes out of it? What? I mean, I think... I don't fancy my chances with remaking clothes, (laughs) to be fair, but, you know, give me some ideas. So I think, um, like you say, giving it to charities and things like that is a really good way of doing it, but making sure you understand where the clothes are going and that Mm. it is a reputable company. Um, And, yeah, because obviously some of them are not as good as others and they just sell it on in other places. Mm. Um, So making sure that that's a good thing. But if if it still sort of fits, I mean, children's clothing is a bit of a different ballgame, so charity shops are kind of the best place for that. But if it still fits, it's it's things like mending it or um, making it into something else. And we have seen quite a lot of um, interest in uh, made-to-measure garments and things that are more um, exactly for you, tailored in one piece. People are willing to spend a bit more and also just keep them for a lot longer. So I think that there's a lot there's a lot of things you can be done yeah. with what you have already. And what's what's the what's the thing you love the most about what you're doing? I mean you clearly love fashion. You love fashion. I mean what's what is the is it all areas of, of that industry or is there anything specific that you tailor into? So where I focus the most is um, actual like behind the scenes product strategy um, mm. working with customers to really hone in on what the product is 
and make a plan of actually everything that needs to be in the collection, making sure that it's made in the right way, it's fitting exactly the customer's needs, it's bought in the right quantities, and then ways of trading it to make it the most profitable. So, I mean, merchandising in uh, is more of like a product merchandising, I should say, because there's several types of merchandising, like branch merchandising, um, kind of allocating products to store and planning in that way. Um, visual merchandising is kind of making everything look beautiful and as profitable in the store and the windows and all of these sorts of things Um, whereas product merchandising is more behind the scenes so I work a lot with the design teams with product development teams and kind of like the communication point in the middle of um, in the middle of a lot of areas of the business really so we would be trading the product whilst um, trading the product in season working with kind of marketing teams anything that might need a push or um, any more help on socials and things like that to be working really closely with them to make sure that happens working out what needs to go in the campaign whilst also working on the next season that's um, being developed with product development to make sure it's still on track and doing everything that we need within the right um, margins um, with all the right capabilities of the product and then again on the, the season next one even ahead with design planning out um what needs to be in that collection based on all the analysis of the sales that are happening yeah. right now so it's quite um pretty in depth there's always quite a lot of things of balls juggling at the same time but i love that though i'm quite i love being busy and i love being like um understanding everything and analyzing why something's working and then being able to really use that in the next collection and tailor into that is is great and when you see something come from like a complete idea or through the whole process and then just turn into like a sales success it's like it's so exciting so. and is that the bit that you love about the coach because i mean i yeah. obviously as you know yeah i quite like coaching because when you see people really just come come into their own that's yeah. that's the beauty of it and i guess yeah. with coaching with a you know with a business and a product and all of those areas as well you're not just coaching the person but you're coaching the business so you see that flourish so that's even yeah it's even more amazing and I mean all most of my uh, meetings in the last year have obviously been on zoom and other things like that um so it's just been also having chats with people and when they when you talk about things you're like how about if you think about this thing oh my god I could do this product this would be amazing this is so exciting and then like I, I absolutely love the sessions and like some of the a couple of hours at a time or sometimes even a whole day and you come away and you're like I'm literally buzzing because I've just had so much fun yeah. working with people doing this and they've got all these new ideas and it's just like watching people have like their light bulb moments so it's mm. just super exciting and like you say it's kind of helping people come to the ideas themselves like I'm not going in to say this like um this is exactly what you need to be doing here there and everywhere because the best way to be is tailoring the approach because not it's not one size fits all for everything no. that happens. So, yeah, it's really great to see how that changes and how it works for different people. And it's also, it's like you can, so f- like you say, you can add on and you can be part of a bigger organisation that needs specific support. But you can also, with someone independent that was going out on their own and doesn't can't necessarily manage a, a team of people working with them at that point, mm. they've got <clears> support yeah, which is a re- and and not just from a support as in workforce support, but actually, like you're saying, giving them those ideas, giving them those little nudges, giving them yeah. that's really important, I think. And I really like the way that coaching collaborates with business in that sense. I think that's some. I think that's why we're seeing so many coaches now because yeah, a lot definitely. there is a it's a competitive industry, isn't it? Coaching. Oh yeah, it is completely. And I mean, 
like you say about having that continuous support so one of my um, offers is the teammate package and that's where um, I work one-on-one with a client and we have um, video calls um, bi-weekly and really go through all the strategy top line and then in between there's like continuous support and email and messages any questions I'm always answering them any files that are needed um, and then we have like big strategy planning sessions on the call and it's just found that it's been really helpful for people to have a continuous support and to any time you've got a little question not worry about being like oh yeah well how have you done this what's your experience of that in the past I'm thinking about this but I'm not sure and it's just been really helpful to have to have that opportunity really mm. and I've really enjoyed just really enjoyed it to be honest I don't really know how else to explain it I've just loved doing it in the last last year so so I've how is it fit in with your obviously lockdown you've had a bit more time but you're quite busy how's it fitted in with your family and life outside of work how how do you find that it fits in around that yeah it's been it's been really helpful actually um I mean I think you know from more than most people all of the things that I've been trying to do at the same time along with renovating a house and planning a wedding but um when I first started the business, I was just focusing on it and I quite liked structure and I quite liked having my nine to five. So I was still working kind of mostly in nine to five, but I still liked that I could always be like, oh, I need to do this thing tomorrow so I can just move my hours around as and, as and when. Whereas now um, things have got a bit more busy. So it's been great being able to have a bit more flexibility. Like it's, it's been really helpful to, to keep that balance and to be able to, yeah, it's just... And it's a good it's a good show of your skills as well because, mm. like you mentioned, you are you are planning a wedding <laughs> <laughs> for the third time. <laughs> for the third time, but yeah. you've had to some, the same guy, I should say, to like... the same guy, <laughs> to three different men. Yeah, you know, it's all been year. happening in lockdown. <laughs> but I mean, you have, and you had some amazing. You, you know, we had some nice experiences where mm. it's like, oh my god, where are you going to get mad? Oh wow, this is happening no, in this the last week. Something, something's just turned up. <laughs> something's just dropped in my lap. <laughs> Thank you very much, universe. But also with moving, that's a stressful thing to do. I mean, those. I think they're up there on those those lists. Whoever makes them, you know, getting married, getting divorced, and let's not talk about the divorce one but certainly in moving the house and changing jobs I think they're they're on the list and you've yeah. kind of done three of those I'm not really one for doing things by half to be honest Clearly so not. <laughs> three big things at once so yeah um I'm getting through it and you then, are uh, I'm looking forward to the house being finished and then soon after that will be the wedding and then after that I'll be able to have a nice hopefully a bit of relaxing time in the summer then you'll be working and then, then you'll be, be busy, focusing busy on the work. <laughs> what did you find um you know without going into detail about what we did together but what did you find helped you with coaching because I'm sure as with me I've had coaching with a phenomenal coach Nina Madden and actually when she coached me it it it's like anything it inspires you mm. to how you're going to go and coach so what did you learn from doing that coaching experience yourself because you were part of that with me how, how what have you learned and what are you going to take away from that for you and your business um I think it's I've been a lot about giving myself a bit of space and actually mm. trusting a lot more mm. because I think deep down I know that I can but there's always been like quite a lot of blocks which is a lot of what we were talking about um and just trying to get past that thought process which I think is also like you say, what goes into the things that I'm coaching as well. I know quite a lot of people that I'm speaking to that are like, oh, I could do this, but, you know, what if it doesn't work? Or what if I'm doing the wrong thing? And it's The like, what-ifs. Yeah, the full-on, <laughs> the what-ifs of everything. And um, I think it's something that you said to me as well. It's like the decision you make will be the right decision. Yeah. Because either you'll learn from it or you'll 
it'll be the right one and it'll have worked out. It'll but always be the right decision. I do. I come out with some nuggets like that. They're a yeah. bit annoying. It's like, whatever decision you make will be the right decision. But it is true, isn't it? Mm. It really is true because actually sometimes making the decision is the hardest thing because we can, we can remain stuck. We literally mm. can be in this point where we're like, oh, what do I do? Because yeah. like you say, if I do this and it doesn't work or if I do that and... Even when money's involved, it's always incredibly stressful when you're balancing other things like weddings and mm. houses and all these other things. But actually, sometimes when we make that decision, and like what yeah. you're doing with brands, they need to, you know, you need to put one foot in front of the other in order to just progress. Otherwise, it's a horrible feeling. Yeah. And I think that's one another thing that um, I found during our coaching was mm. like, maybe you noticed it like one week to the next, just suddenly felt more decisive you and were. felt completely empowered by that, that... I'm always a really indecisive person, but actually owning the decision um, on a few things that happened just made me feel so much better. And it was like, right, it's done now. It's Mm. it's off the table. I've got space now to think about other things. And actually making those decisions can be so much more terrifying than actually doing it. Don't Mm. you think? Absolutely. It's like literally, you know, I speak for myself. It's like, I put myself under all this pressure sometimes and Mm. it's like, oh, I've got to do this, I've got to do this. And then actually when you do it, the relief... And just oh, clears absolutely. the way for so many other things, doesn't yeah. it? It's the thinking about all of the things that could happen, good or bad, like every outcome, anything in my mind. And like, oh, I've just spent how long <laughs> thinking about all of this when I could probably have done the thing in that time. <laughs> absolutely. And even if you've done it and it didn't go quite to plan, you'd find another way of doing you it. You can fix you? it, yeah. What, how's your industry as well with, because obviously we found each other through LinkedIn mm-hmm. um, and that was that was how, you know, I put a call out there to, to coach some people and we got in touch that way. You do a lot with LinkedIn. What are the other channels that you use? Because you do a lot of social media. You, said, you mentioned you had to take the foot off the gas a little bit at the moment, which I think a lot of people are doing because during pa- the pandemic, that was the way we were communicating with each other. Yeah, absolutely. How are you finding adjusting now that we're sort of getting back out there again and social media and... It's really nice to start speaking to people again and like more, um, I think like you say, everyone's found that they need to take a bit of a break off that and just mm. actually focus on like real life relationships and just getting back into that swing of things because it's been quite a long time where we just haven't really seen people in the same way. So um, yeah, LinkedIn is one of my main places to find me on. Um, always finding that really interesting. There's a lot of um, business focused people on there. So it's quite um interesting the responses you get on it and how different they are from instagram which is my other main channel that um i show up on um help do a lot of lives and things on there which is really interesting get a lot of um, people coming in and feeding back on that which is lovely and then also clubhouse which yes i, I was gonna say clubhouse. i'm loving <laughs> so i joined clubhouse in january uh, when it was like super new and i think they're just starting to open it up to more and more people now and i've been hosting a weekly room on there which is tuesday evenings at 6 p.m and it's called the Fashion Founders Power Hour. And on there, I usually get some guest hosts and we have a panel of, there's become a panel of experts basically. And then we have everyone come into the audience. We'll talk about a topic every week and then everyone will give some advice. And then we open up the stage to the audience for any questions or any um, bits they want to add to the conversation. And yeah, it's great. I find it really interesting and I've met some incredible people through Clubhouse that have you? I just would never have met otherwise. So I think yeah. it's, it's a really interesting platform. And it is it is funny, actually, because we, we, I, I know that you're on Clubhouse and I was, someone was mentioning to me about Clubhouse, obviously, when it first came came about or it was sur- surfacing during lockdown. Mm. And I was like, what? 
where is this clubhouse? What's going on with this clubhouse? How do I get an invite to a club? Because you have to be invited, mm. don't you? And then someone pointed out to me that they'd invited me the week previously to me going on about it. I actually had one in my email. So I <laughs> went in and did it. I sent one to some, some of my film crew, got, got some as well, and we all got involved in it. And you're, it is great. You do literally, sometimes I go in and I, when it says leave quietly, I get a bit, oh, oh they can they hear me. But yeah. it's such a integration between social media, you know, podcast, talking, just listening, not seeing I, I like the way that you can do that. I like the way that you can just listen to people a bit like a podcast does, yeah. but it's a social media platform. It's very interesting. Yeah. Do you think that's something that's going to grow and grow? I think so. I think it's going to be, um, I mean, I particularly only use it for business really. Yeah. Um, and, but I love it and I love the connections that it makes. And I think it's going to continue to grow because it's such um, an organic place. And it's actually, to be honest with you, when it started, it was amazing to see all these big names of massive yeah, coaches that you know in there. the industry. And they had like five followers as well. And you're like, we're all the same. Yeah. And it's amazing just to be like that. Um, it's a reminder that you can all start, basically. And it's lovely. Absolutely. And it's, so. yeah, and exactly. And it's not, that that is the point. When, mm. you, when you start at anything, we all start from the same place. Yeah. And I think it is, there were some amazing names in there. I mean, I remember I was going into certain rooms and there were literally people in there that you're like, I can't believe yeah. I'm actually sort of listening to this person talking mm. in the same virtual room yeah. as me. I think Elon Musk came on and broke the app. Yeah. <laughs> so many people tried to sign into his room that it broke it. Yeah. But um, it's, yeah, yeah it's, it it's a really good platform for bringing community together like mm. that. And I think, yeah, for business, it's been brilliant because I do like the way that the world is is becoming more open at sharing knowledge. Yeah. Right. You know, it's a bit like with coaching as well. It's rather than can't help someone because then you know what what if yes. what if what if they take away all my ideas and everyone's becoming a bit more collaborating mm. which i think is key yeah. for us to move forward in the world and i completely agree with you about the knowledge thing it really feels like it is like a big movement of collaboration over competition and that's mm. something that i would like to offer in my like my usp is that i want to give you knowledge i want to empower you to do the things yeah. of everything you can and if you come onto my channels my instagram or my linkedin or even in, in my clubhouse rooms like i'm not worried about giving you information like yeah. I will try and help you as much as I can um and then maybe you'll want to work with me after that one-to-one -one, or maybe maybe you've got what you need and it's not the right time for you at this moment but I want to be able to be giving advice and I'm not necessarily worried about oh I need to hold this back because that's I don't know it's just not the way I'm it's not the way I do things I know some no. ever, some people have been like oh you're giving too much away you need to be charging for that and I said well I also want to be helping yeah so yeah, it is that's you've my got line, it and it? you've got to do what feels right for you mm. and I think being an open book sometimes you know sometimes people may unfortunately sometimes some some things people take advantage of but hopefully the majority of people don't take advantage of things when you give and you, I think sharing mm. knowledge is the way that you ultimately grow your audience because people you know people like that I think mm. when they come into your room they can hear that you're really wanting to help businesses aren't you yeah and you're pulling on those experiences that you've had yourself mm. so so if people want to get in touch with you how can they get in touch with you you mentioned Instagram what to give shoot us your handles and all the rest of it so yeah. we know so everyone so, knows I can't remember everyone's I'm you know 
So on um, Instagram, it's um, XL underscore in underscore fashion. And you can reach me through my DMs on there. The website is www.xlinfashion.com. And um, there's a contact form on there as well. Or my email is emily at xlinfashion.com. And on LinkedIn, I think I am Emily Harris Fashion Coach. So, so there you go. One of those you. many they, they options. Will just <laughs> or you can just find her through here. I think we have yeah. little links and all sorts of things that will be going out when it goes Amazing. out. So we'll have all of that. So anyone out there that's really, you know, maybe someone that someone individual that's thought, I want to start something up in lockdown. I've got this brilliant idea. You know, what's what's your what's your advice to them? To take time to plan like mm. really plan from the start exactly um like brand profiles and actually i haven't mentioned on here i have a blog as well so i write an uh, informative um, blog on all sorts of different topics in fashion yeah um from how to build a brand profile how to um, create a range plan pricing structures product architectures and all sorts of things marketing um and that's kind of where I would say if you're really starting out, you know, maybe you don't have the budget to be going for a full coach at the moment. I've got loads of information on there on how to get going and just to really take time to plan from the start before diving into designing the product. Because you might find that and you probably will find that all of the different things that you plan out with your mission, the brand's values, it will affect what you design. Yeah. And what you'll end up with is a much better, much stronger product in the end that has meaning behind it and there's um, a huge amount of research that customers really want to buy from brands that they trust and that they really align with their values now a lot more, like more than ever mm. so it's definitely a way to, to so take forward. time to plan take time to plan take time to plan speak to someone like emily she'll help you you'll help them along the way yeah. and ultimately i think yeah just like you say there's all these different resources aren't there like your blog clubhouse all these different areas that you can actually yeah, find out information come on, and come on have a chat ask come on have a chat i'd love to have a you. chat you might have noticed <laughs> <laughs> and then you can just do it well i've thoroughly enjoyed getting to know you over the past few weeks and i have no doubts how successful your coaching you. business is going to go on to grow and be so yeah. well done you and thank good you. luck with the wedding yes thank you not and good luck with the wedding <laughs> that sounds awful good luck with the house move and I can't wait to see all the photos of the wedding because yeah. it's going to be glorious. From let's from hope all the accounts. COVID rules keep. They're going to uh, it's going to be fine. We'll be fine. It's going to be good. You found so. a good the the latest venue's good. It's all going to be good. It's all going to be great. Well, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, well, thank it's you for having me. And yeah, it's been amazing to do all the coaching with you in the last few months. So yeah, well, thank you very much. You've been a pleasure a pleasure to coach, and uh, you know, watch this space is all yeah. I can say. So. Thank you. Brilliant. Well, thank you for having me. Thanks, Emily.